Greetings, fellow explorers. If you're listening to this podcast, that means you have come to seek knowledge of the mysteries of the universe, of the horrors that lie in our unexplored oceans, and of the cosmic secrets hidden just above our skies. We will question everything, our knowledge of nature, of government, and even the events in our lives, and if we really have control of them. And along the way, we might even find answers to the strange and unfamiliar. This is Weird at Wicked. Guys, I am so glad to be back. It has been... We're so back. Yeah, we're, we're so, so back. Hard. It's been it's been a while. You know, I mm-hmm. the last podcast episode I did was uh, March or April, one of those yeah, two. No, this is and um, long ago. It's been a while. I'm I'm glad to be back and working on the podcast. And we actually have a very special episode today. But before I do, let me introduce my two guests. Hello, I'm Keem. And hey, everybody, I'm Ziad. Alrighty. And today we're going to be talking about. An aviation topic, I know. It's crazy because we're at a flight school. Plane school. Plane school. I don't know. People might like that. It's the riddle special. Yes. Today we're talking about uh, the disappearance of Malaysian Airlines Flight 370. Mm. Yep, I know. The One of the craziest, most modern incidents of a plane crash. and Well, a plane accident, <laughs> a we plane could say. Because disappearance. We, don't, we don't quite know if it was a crash. Yeah, exactly. But we'll, well, yeah. we'll get into it then. Exactly, yes. we'll get into it. Let's let's start with like a bit of a bit of background. So this uh, Malaysian Airlines Flight 370 was a daily flight that goes from Kuala Lumpur International Airport in Malaysia to uh, Beijing, China. And the plane in question was a Boeing 777-200ER. The pilot and first officer were Zahir Ahmad Shah and Farik Abdul Hamid, respectively. Mm-hmm. And this took place... Sorry, I yeah, March 8th, 2014. Yes, March March yeah. 8th, 2014. Also, uh, for any additional info, the plane's registration was 9 Mike, Mike Romeo Oscar. Yeah, so on March 8th, 2014, on 1242, so it was like 40 minutes after midnight, it was cleared for departure. Everyone on the plane consisted of 10 crew, 227 passengers... And captain first officer. Mm-hmm. And so, and the sky was clear. The weather was calm, right? So it's not, it wasn't like a weather issue, right? Then around a little before 2 a.m., Captain Zahari said goodnight to Malaysian air traffic control and was instructed to address the Vietnamese air traffic control in Ho Chi Minh City. And after, uh, after he was instructed to contact Ho Chi Minh City, Flight 370 disappeared from radar. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, from what I learned over the past few hours, transponders are these little things on planes that can like detect that are supposed to like emit radar so yeah. that uh, air traffic control can see. They actually had two of these transponders and the only way that these would turn off is if they were manually turned off by the right. pilots. It's because even if in the case of a power failure, there is the backup battery and like there's four or five different fail safes to prevent uh, that system from going offline. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's just that they were manually shut off and then when the aircraft was... When it did not arrive in Beijing on a scheduled time, it was declared missing. This led to the most expensive search effort in history. Yeah, still not found to this day. St- it has still been not. Nine and a half years already. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're getting to that part. This search was initially concentrated uh, first in the Gulf of Thailand because that's where it um, supposedly disappeared, somewhere in between mm-hmm. Bangkok, uh, Kuala Lumpur, and Ho Chi Minh City. Mm-hmm. Right, but then Malaysian military radar revealed that, hey, we have more information. So their radar doesn't work off of transponders, 
but rather it comes off of detection of the of the plane reflection. Right. They detected that it uh, actually took a different concourse after it lost connection with the transponders. After those transponders were turned off, it took a sharp turn to the left and went across the Malaysian Peninsula, and mm-hmm. then it banked south around Penang Island, and it went northwest until disappearing around the Strait of Malacca. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was the last contact was there uh, in the Andaman Sea, uh, which was already off course from the original flight path. Uh, satellite communications were severed during the military radar tracked path. Subsequently, those SATCOM calls and uh, status requests went unanswered. But uh, the final time that satellites were able to detect Malaysian Airlines Flight 370 was somewhere in the South Indian Ocean uh, Mm -hmm. by Australia, actually. So then Australia took up the case, and they sent a bunch of planes and a bunch of ships over to check out the area, and they were not able to find it. They covered 4.5 million square kilometers of ocean to no avail, and they actually did not find... The well, the fate of Malaysian Airlines Flight 370 went unanswered until July 29th, 2015, mm-hmm. uh, when wreckage was found on an island off the coast of Madagascar. Mm-hmm. There was a single piece of wreckage found. It was identified as a right flapperon of a plane, mm-hmm. which I think is part of the wing. And when that happened, international efforts did a a huge search into the East African coast. Thirty. Two pieces of debris total were found. These pieces include section of an outboard flap on the right wing, a cowling from the engine, a partial door from the nose landing gear, and part of the vertical stabilizer. 18 of these pieces that were found were thought to be very likely to be part of the Malaysian Airlines Flight 370, and three were confirmed to be part of it. So, I mean, it... It did end up in the ocean somehow because we never found the actual body of the plane. We don't know exactly what happened. So mm-hmm. that's why that's why you were saying before, like, we didn't know if it crashed. Like, we do know that it ended up in the ocean. Yeah. But we don't know if it's because it lost exactly. power or if it was, like... And it is. It was a controlled crash into the ocean. Yeah. Uh, the parts were basically found, uh, yeah, kind of scattered through the Indian Ocean. And we have very few confirmed parts... Right. Uh, like the flapperon was the first part that was found. That's a part that is in the. Let me see. No. It's a part of the wing mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of next to where the flaps are, and it helped stabilize uh, the aircraft. And that is the part that was found. Uh, I think it was found in Reunion, an island off the coast of Africa. Uh, and that basically kind of indicates kind of like. So if, you know, the, the wreckage, you know, the currents brought some parts from it from its potential location in the southern Indian Ocean to the coast of East Africa. A lot of people have been considering how, you know, it can uh, we can still most definitely find it one day it's thanks to impossible. these currents, you know. Yeah. It's not impossible, but these currents are uh, constant and, you know, parts might still surface in the years to come. With this investigation, they had uh, multiple countries... Um, investigating, including Malaysia, China, the United Kingdom, the United States, France, and Australia. As we said before, it was suggested that Australia had, uh, that the flight had gone into a path very close to Australia. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. why they were part of the investigation. A lot of these, a lot of these efforts um, 
finished up within like the first two three years. Uh, Malaysia did a did a few special reports about um, factual information about the, the the plane. They held back actually a lot of information. So a lot of that, a lot of the military information that was found, mm-hmm. uh, they held back from public sources, and we still don't know why. Following these accounts of air traffic control, because f- apparently there was Malaysian air traffic control did not conduct themselves properly during the uh, during the flight of Malaysian Airlines Flight 370, and so these these reports were published, and because of this, the chairman of Civil Aviation Authority of Malaysia resigned on July 31st, 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So oh, there's a lot of you know controversy yeah, there's, there's of a lot of corruption involved with the things. whole industry too yeah it's which yeah. really messed up the whole search effort and you can imagine in australia is not as well not australia yeah. sorry malaysia <laughs> big difference yeah. in uh, in malaysia it's not as well regulated as of october 2018 france was the only country that was continuing the investigation mm-hmm. uh and they were looking for mainly technical data for satellite communication, they uh, they were able to find actually pictures of uh, the debris floating in the ocean, yeah. but it was not conclusive enough to be used. Uh, they were also able to find trails that the uh, that the plane took, but once again, were not conclusive enough yeah. to be used Sometimes in the investigation. Satellite imagery can be a bit misleading because of like cloud formations, other. So a lot of people were like, "Oh, there's a plane that showed up in the satellite image." But it could just be, you know, anything else. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that could be one of the mix-ups that has happened. So let's talk about what could have possibly happened to uh, the flight. So there, there's multiple different theories. Uh, one theory is that there was a power interruption. So just that they, they lost power. And that's mm-hmm. why the transponders turned off. That's why the satellite communications turned off. But then again, yeah. as he had said before... Uh, that couldn't be possible because they had backup batteries. Yeah, there was yeah, several backup true. systems Another, preventing it um, from being an electrical issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's also possible this has happened in a certain... Uh, uh, well, most famously, this happened uh, Helios Airways Flight 522 in 2005, if I remember correctly. And it also happened with a, pri- uh, a private Learjet once uh, in the 2000s. And also recently, I think last year, it happened as well where um, the cabin wasn't pressurized and the entire crew, the entire, all the passengers occupying the plane were completely unconscious and the plane was just flying just completely straight. I'm, and, I'm yeah. glad you brought that up because that, that's actually another theory we have here about like a loss of cabin pressure. Yeah. That like there was just a hole in the hull and the uh, pilots went unconscious but the, yeah. the plane was still going. And the plane probably, as for the turns it took, uh, we don't know if maybe they were attempting to go back and then in the middle of it, they lost consciousness, perhaps. Losing consciousness, however, wouldn't cause your transponder to go dead. Exactly. That's that's, that's true. Thing. That's true. Also, they d- with, um, what is it? Losing control in the hull, the altitudes that were recorded by Malaysian military... Mm-hmm. Um, was extremely varied, and yeah. it just it didn't it even didn't make sense for a Boeing seven 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 to make those altitude markings. It's possible that the altitude markings were probably just something 
was you know maybe it were they were not accurate at all maybe you know there was something that was causing that to be misread totally totally that's that's possible and i don't know if i don't know yet but will we get to the you know rare theories later we're we're to getting the, to, we're to getting, the weird ones. We're, we're, we're getting, getting, we're getting, getting weird to good and ones. wicked. We cover everything here. <sighs> yeah. So um, there were a few other um, thoughts where basically there were two passengers on board that didn't have, they had stolen passports, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so the theory was maybe they were terrorists. Well, maybe they had connections to some terrorist group and that's why they took over the plane. Mm-hmm. That's um, not impossible. Yeah. Not impossible. It's not impossible. But, um, so yeah, I think I remember them saying that it, it was, you know, they were seeking asylum. Uh, yeah, they didn't have... And they weren't I, I don't finding, like, any sort of connections like they that. They couldn't find connections to any yeah. terrorists, no. Yeah. And also, I guess no, if I it was a hijacking, it would be much less secretive. M- I think we could probably yeah. tell if me, it had happened. Me, personally, I don't think it was a hijacking. Yeah. Um, I have... I, I there's a theory that I believe when it comes up we'll, we, I we'll think talk about it in further detail. It, I think we'll probably talk about it. Mm-hmm. There um, is one more of the normal theories before we get into the to the good juicy ones. The, um, the the weird wicked the ones. Weird one. Um, so there is one more, and it's there's possibly a fire on board, oh. and so that actually that would that make a lot a, of sense. Oh, I was thinking about another. Of the I was, I was thinking, no, I was thinking another one too. Yeah. So let's talk about the fire real quick. There was a shipment of lithium batteries on board, mm-hmm. and um, it's possible that if these batteries caught fire, that they could make drastic measures to try and land yeah. the plane. That would explain the sharp turn in yeah. the Gulf and of Thailand. Maybe that also messed up some of the parts of the plane, like maybe the fire messed up with the transponders, with the altitude indicators, That's stuff like that. That is what could have indicated. You know, the plane having those sharp, uh, you know, yeah, turns. that's possible. Except that the plane didn't make an attempt to land. So, because hmm. it went straight over uh, the mm-hmm. Malaysian Peninsula without exactly. any, um, any attempt to land. If there was mm-hmm. a fire on board, you think they would have tried, or they would have at least done a controlled crash into yeah. the... And they would have contacted. Yes. Uh, you sent an emergency signal. I mean, what are the possibility that all the transponders and all the SATCOM satellite communication devices were all turned off? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be just a it's very, very weird coincidence. Mm-hmm. And there's there's also evidence of pilots communicating with with the ground that we're going to get to in a second. Mm-hmm. All right, now for the uh, now for the good GC theory. Oh well, I mean, there was one more plausible theory, okay. which is out. the one that I think happened, and it is a deliberate action from the pilot. That's, yes, that's exactly okay. what that's, I was going to talk that's about. That's the one. Oh, that's yes, that's that's, one of the juicy that's ones? well. I mean, well, I think that's one a, of the. I think that's the it's, most it's possible. It's half and one. half. I think it's I, either. I think in the realm of possibility, second place would be cabin depressurization, and first place would be. Deliberate action from the pilot. I th- I think it also was a deliberate action, and the reason why I say it's it's more juicy because like it's got more meat in that theory. It's like it's just a more interesting theory than say, oh, there was just an issue with the plane. No, like deliberate action from the pilot. Yeah. So and there's been many, you know, other plane crash examples of deliberate action that this kind of has some parallels to, which I can compare it to. Yeah. For starters, let's talk about our captain. Uh, Zahari Ahmad Shah. Over 100,000 uh, miles of flying. 
No, 100,000 hours, I think, not miles. Yeah, hours. Um, I think it's flight hours. That's how it 53, matures. he had a wife, he had three kids. And so the question is, why would he potentially like hijack the plane or try mm-hmm. to take it over? When the Malaysian military did a search on his home, they found a they found an air air flight simulator, right? Mm-hmm. And the last the last flight that he simulated ended up in the South Indian Ocean. <laughs> Very mm-hmm. interesting. That is quite interesting. Yeah, I remember seeing this. I, I watched like a, a documentary about uh, the flight not too long ago, um, and I remember this was a big point that was made. Mm-hmm. It's a very strange coincidence, at the very least, or mm-hmm. a strong evidence for deliberate action, yeah. at most. What's What's also interesting is that Shah came from the island of Penang, which, as we mentioned before, yeah. this flight circled around Penang before going northwest into the Indian Ocean. Mm-hmm. So it's quite possible that he was looking at his, at his hometown one last time. So he was a huge supporter of the Democratic Party in, uh, in Malaysia. And the Malaysian, the leader of that Malaysian Democratic Party, was arrested by the by mm-hmm. the government just yeah. a f- just a few hours before that flight. Yeah. So it's possible. I've heard of that. Yeah, thing mm-hmm. about it probably being a protest it, against it Malaysia or something. Act. Yeah, that, that would make it an act yeah. of terrorism. I do believe it, it would. Although yes. it would be weird um, considering that. But it that would is be the pilot. That that would be a motivation over, you know, the fact I, I, that he I had a family. I doubt that's the motivation. That's I feel like that's yeah. a bit. The thing is, we don't we we could never figure know, we'll out the motivation, never know, um, and we could also motivation. never figure out him personally mm-hmm. whether yeah. what what else he was dealing. We don't with we don't know what, it, what was going on in his head. Yeah. Uh, we also have our co-pilot, our first officer, uh, Farouk Abdul Hamid, twenty-seven, uh, brand new pilot. He he just got engaged to another fellow pilot. There's no clear reason why he would he would contact what well why he would hijack the plane. But an interesting thing is when they were flying over the Indian Ocean, a local identification service from the mainland was able to contact his phone, not like a call or a text, but it was just like it was oh, yeah, it was identification was like that his phone was there in the Indian Ocean. Yeah, oh. I remember uh, seeing something like that. Like it just it went to it did go to voicemail or something. Crazy thing. Like, why would they be contacting the mainland, right? Mm-hmm. And one more thing. With and this actually goes in reference to the uh, loss in cabin pressure we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. When you lose cabin pressure and the plane goes in autopilot, they can't do like sharp turns. So if it, if the plane actually did lose pressure, then they wouldn't. The autopilot wouldn't have been able to control that sharp turn. Yeah. Into over the Malaysian Peninsula. Mm-hmm. So that had to to have been done by a pilot. Exactly, and that's precisely what I makes me think. But yeah, I feel like I really think more about the pilot rather than the co-pilot. Yeah, if it was responsible, mainly also because of the flight experience, maybe, and not really. I'm I'm not gonna focus on anything personal because you know we we don't really ever know. It kind of has some parallels to um, there was a f- uh, accident in the late '90s, 1997 or 1998, Silk Air Flight 185 flying from Singapore to Jakarta in Indonesia. So same region. Where the pilot at mid-flight, you know, normal altitude, the pilot made an extremely sudden, sharp move to just put the plane on a nosedive. Oh, God. And it was like, uh, you know, one of those, like, reading it on the altitude meter, it was everyone realized, oh, it's impossible for, like, uh, a malfunction or something to have done a move like this. It had to be deliberate. And 
it that was what happened yeah i guess kind of that can draw some parallels to the moves exhibited during in the flight path of mh370 so there there are two more theories which i came across that are a lot less likely but they are really funny so i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about them one well as funny as a as a missing plane thing can get one of them is that the plane was actually shot down by u.s military official that it was shot down by a by a military force in the indian ocean and then like the satellite recordings were all made up like that was just a huge cover yeah that would be kind of off maybe they came up with that because like three months after mh370 Mm -hmm. another malaysian airlines triple seven 200 er got shot down over ukraine Hmm. Yeah, it was a it was 2014 was a very bad year for Malaysia Airlines. The uh, MH17, another Malaysia Airlines triple seven crash. But this time we know what happened to it and everything happened like three months after MH370. You know, yeah, plane crashes don't happen often at all. And it's so rare to see it happen with the same airline and the same type of plane. So in I the mean, same year. I guess if it's possible, if that one was shot down, then Malaysian Airlines Flight 370 was shot down. Yeah, because, Although, you know, every year less and less accidents happen. And, it's, you know, the technology advances, planes become uh, much more, uh, you know, planes become better. Uh, and from every plane crash that has happened in the past, we've been able to make, we've been able to prevent that from happening. But, you know, a plane getting shot down is not something very preventable. Yeah. Even though it Fair just enough, doesn't yeah. happen at all. But, it happened three times in the last like decade. Yep. Yeah. Also, I think there's no real reason as to why that that plane would be shot down. Yeah. Exactly. By by a military, it's it's a very standard flight. Yeah. So what? And it's also not in a region where there was like war or anything. Mm-hmm. So I just it, wondering what they were trying to stop. Yeah. True. It's very strange. Yep. The whole thing. The other idea brings up the um, thought again of hijackers. But instead of flying uh, into into the South Indian Ocean, they yeah. flew north towards Kazakhstan, and somehow Kazakhstan. F- that's, that's what the theory said. Hmm. And it somehow flew over India and all those other countries up to Kazakhstan without being detected. That would be I don't know that, for hijackers a, to a, be able to reach. do that. That's a, that's that's, that's really yeah. Reach. And I this must have been one of the earlier theories because because of the um, the pieces of evidence we found now. That is absolutely Malaysian Airlines Flight 370 found in the Indian Ocean. And, mm-hmm. I mean, all those satellite readings, like that yeah. theory says, oh, it was all made up. And sure. Do yeah. you have any other reach theories I, right now? Like the I have I have none other. Do you, wanna, do you, want, do you guys okay, know well, any you want to talk there's about? There's the North Korea seized it theory, which, yeah, you know. I've heard that one. You know, yeah. you know, they're like, who do we blame it on, guys? Oh, it's North obviously Korea. North Korea. What is North Korea going to do with a Malaysian Airlines 777-200? I don't know. How well, many planes I mean, do they it's, have? It's better technology than any other plane they have over there. Because everything true. is... Every, like, all the planes they have were made before 1970. It's it's all Cold War technology. Exactly. Yeah. Shout out to the Aleutians and Tupolevs that they operate. I can't believe they still fly them. Uh, here, here, at, um, here at Wicked, we do not accuse North Korea. <laughs> I mean, I don't uh, know. But that, I don't that, know. That was one Here's of the. No, um, this is it's, it is just a theory. Uh, we are not proving th- or disproving not, that at all. Uh, this is. We're not touching simply, that. This is simply hypothetical. You know what? It's, I, it's a theory. You know what uh, I think is more possible than it being hijacked by North Korea? It being abducted by aliens. 
because that is the other crazy thing. Oh, that that's exists. another crazy. That's I uh, is that more likely than it being taken by North Korea? I don't. I feel like it. You know, was, was, look, wait, was that the alien they found in Mexico? Hear me. <laughs> I don't know. What that <laughs> he means. washed up on like the opposite shore. I have like no how one part ended up is. in Madagascar, just went the opposite way. <laughs> the opposite. Way. I mean, the thing is about like. Obviously, we're going to discuss aliens at some point on this podcast. I'm, I'm going yeah. to bring it up. It might be our next episode. Oh, Area 51 I might wanna, special? I might, yeah. Well, not necessarily Area 51 because that's a <laughs> government facility. We don't want to talk about that. Yeah, but enough. I would want to talk about maybe the uh, the Roswell incident and mm-hmm. uh, other popular alien sightings. Yeah, that's but that's a topic for another day. For now, yeah. yes. Uh, Flight 370. Hey, I look, think, the, I transponder, think the transponder and the altimeter tweaking like that, mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe it's you know uh, maybe it was it was a force. Uh, of, I don't. Of I, don't, another I, don't kind I don't think intervening. I don't think. I don't think it's that deep. Exactly. I think really just the pilot probably just shut it down. Yeah, uh, I think it was just the pilot. Either uh, some either in whether it's a political action or um, a mass suicide, we'll never really know. Exactly. But um, regardless, yeah. well, never say never. Regardless, um, we pr- it's pretty likely. Mm-hmm. I still, yeah, I still think that the most likely theory was, you know, pilot uh, deliberate action followed by, you know, depressurization and then some sort of interference would be after. I agree. Either, you know, it's, it's military, you know. Aliens. Something like that. Alien. Was, uh, well, no, aliens is, is low in the bottom of lo- possibility. <laughs> is, wait, is North Korea above or below aliens? I think I think North Korea is more likely than aliens simply on the fact that we know North Korea about, exists. About, about, I don't know. I would put North Korea I, below aliens because I don't know. Doesn't, here's here's doesn't I have I have a, a theory never a never theory? heard before. Uh, ex- exclusive wicked premiere. Just just came um, out right now. I think I think I think I think Sweden did it. <laughs> <laughs> I think Whoa. Sweden did it. Whoa, Whoa. That's, why, that's kind why of are you accusing, whole thing. Why are you accusing Sweden? Is it because you're Finnish? Do you have, do you have something against uh, No. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm not Finnish. What? Oh, okay. Who told you that? that? That's just a theory. A plain theory. But thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> I'm yeah, just kidding. Uh, sorry, Finland. Sorry to the entire country. Not Finland. <laughs> not sorry, Finland. Sorry, Sweden. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Sweden. We're not accusing you of anything. Yeah, yet no. uh, um, I'm, I'm, I'll accuse you of other things but not this you, you, so y'all, y'all, y'all are good for now yeah. but we're not accusing of them wait uh, until the aliens we're episode. not accusing them of anything on this podcast so um, so after Malaysian Airlines Flight 370 there were just a few things that just, just a few tiny things that changed in the uh, airline industry mm-hmm. first of all being the criticism of those Malaysian authorities management of information like a bunch of people lost their jobs you can imagine that the, they got a lot of criticism for like the rate at which they dispense information because like all these countries were working were looking for Malaysian Airlines flight 370 mm-hmm. and the country wasn't sharing the information yeah. with the rest there, of the there world was a, there was a weird yeah, kind that's of just very uh, like yeah don't be secretive about something that you know we are all trying to figure out collectively don't I don't mean, try to you know list unless yourself. they were in on it exactly don't try to make yourself seem like you're in on it you know what i'm saying but anyway, criticism. A lot of people lost their jobs. Uh, Malaysian Airlines uh, was actually, they were already having financial troubles. Yeah, and then and they then had yeah, one, uh, not one, they had two. Two incidents two, same year. Two big crashes. I mean, you know, the first one, we're going to assume it's a big crash. And then they had one of their planes literally get shot down from the sky. Uh, yeah. And, you know. The airlines still exist to this day, so I guess, you know, shout out to them for making it. 
Yep. So yeah, they were. We'll, we'll talk about that. They were actually. Um, they were actually taken over by. They were renationalized. Exactly. So yeah. They were taken over private, by the Malaysian airport. Yeah, I feel like if uh, they they stayed as a private company, they the airline probably would have gone down and you know. Yeah. They had just had to renationalize the airline. Probably. As for the air transport industry, everyone was obviously shocked by this. So yeah. a few changes were made. First of all, uh, oh, let's see. They created a minimal set of requirements that any tracking system must meet, allowing airlines to decide the best solution to track their aircraft in order to make sure that we were able to track any planes in the future. There is a call for automated transponders. They were still, they were still resistant to inst- installing automatic, tra- automatic transponders, but new tra- tamper-proof circuit breakers were being considered for transponders. Safety recommendations from the U.S. National Track Transportation Safety Board, uh, it issued eight safety recommendations related to locating aircraft wreckage in remote or underwater locations and recommendations for a crash-protected cockpit. Mm-hmm. So um, so if it was a crash, they would be able to survive. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yep. Um, no, yeah. Uh, and, well, further than that, most developments have not been recent. Uh, yeah, you know the 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 search the last search operations happened in 2018. Yeah, it's, that was like it's more than five I, years. I ago. think um uh, in large part um a lot of the search efforts have kind of been abandoned for better yeah. or for worse. Exactly. Um, yeah, they they I'm they found really parts sure. of the plane. It, there's and they can't like they they can't like put the pr- the captain in prison because he's dead. Exactly. Right. So, I mean, but uh, hey, what what would what would putting the captain in prison even do? You know. Right. Because I, we're not we we can't just condemn them without, you know, knowing more. That's true. Yeah. We're yeah. just assuming. And that's important. Yeah, but I mean then we finally know the truth. Yeah. But and well, you know, some uh, every now and then I look just look up ME two seventy on Google and go on the news section to see if there have been any developments. And most of the time it's just some BS news article saying like guys, there's uh, there's a satellite image of a mysterious plane over the jungle. It's a, is it MH370? But and that's just no, yeah. It's just is like, it's clickbait. Yeah, it's, it's clickbait. just just clickbait articles. That but so most recently, and this was reported by, um, let me see, Bloomberg, Simple Flying, Forbes, and I think among other okay, so dependable news, article, news source. So multiple and dependable, um, that um. I think there have been research institutes that were considering um, how the, you know how there was the pieces of the wing uh, as well as some others that were found off the coast. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the fact since they had been in the ocean for so long, there were a lot of barnacles and uh, attached to it that built up. And it is said that the drift pattern of these barnacles, like, uh, like following a drift pattern over the years yeah. could help tra- trace back where they originated from. Yeah, I, I, I came across that too because yeah. they were saying that the way the plane went into the mm-hmm. ocean and it being showing up on, like the pieces showing up on the African coast, it didn't make sense. But then they were saying that like, oh, if like ocean currents carried it, then it's possible. So it's pretty likely that the plane didn't crash over by africa but it's still like exactly in that region by australia it basically depended on if it was their southern indian ocean the current patterns you know the barnacles that were attached to the wing to the other parts of the plane 
tracking that could help. And that is basically the most recent development I've seen regarding that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Aside from that, you know, there's not much else. But I still think that the search area being the Southern Indian Ocean, I think it still is. Uh, and mainly there. And, oh, another point I wanted to make was um, since, you know, the pieces weren't really distributed, you know, we have ve had very few pieces of it. It is most likely that the plane, if it crashed into the ocean, it crashed um, straight down rather than like belly it was flopping into the ocean. Like it was a controlled dive by the yes. captains. Okay. Yes, or, you know, the plane just went until it ran out of fuel, and I guess then the pilot just, you know, just nosedived the plane. But it's, but it's not likely that it was a controlled glide. Yeah, no, because if it had been a controlled glide, now I'm bringing in another example. In 2009, Air France Flight 447 stalled uh, over the ocean, and it crashed kind of the plane went straight down, belly flopping into okay. the ocean. Right. And the parts were all over the place because obviously it hitting the water mm -hmm. that fast and also like, like the impact kind of just spreads it out spreads it out but if the plane nose dives down it then is a lot of the debris is going to be under. yeah a lot of it is going to be way underwater much more concentrated in the up there likelihood of my thoughts that i think it was a deliberate action i also think that it ended like that with a nose dive into the water where m most of the parts are not distributed. Right. So I think, in, in conclusion, it was probably a deliberate act, but we don't know mm -hmm. what well, happened I, to it. Maybe one day we'll find out if the yeah. black box is ever found. If the black box is found, if the if actual hull still, is found. If the black box is still functional after, after being decades in the, in the water. That's, not, uh, that's true, I, yeah. I, like, it'll probably be at least it's, a decade. It's been almost it's 10 years now, so. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. But... Yeah, that's that's the end of our episode. Well. I mean, the one big question left is, what are we doing next on Weird at Wicked? So, um, sorry, I just put a promo into my no, own. No, no, Prom like, oh, yeah. you, no. You, you got to get the promoing. listeners excited. Stay promoing. Yes. So, did you promo today? Did I promo today? I promo every day, and it annoys the crap out of every radio host. No, we hey, love it. No. We all love <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, it's an award-winning podcast. <laughs> yep. Next up, we're probably going to be talking about... I feel like we've done... We did the... Cons we've done this conspiracy and we did a conspiracy last time so I'm thinking next time we're going to be doing we're going to go back to cryptids or aliens I think I would yeah. like to talk about aliens we could do aliens I'm, I'm, I'm a cool. big alien guy I, I, I think I would like to discuss the Ros Roswell incident or oh, some yeah, other oh yeah Roswell's interesting I mean Roswell's it's, it's fascinating I'm not sure if it's the best incident but it's certainly the most famous yeah and then uh, I think we're going to talk about some recent developments too worth mentioning mm -hmm. see if we do an aliens episode that'd be that'd be great yeah be very fun. that's right yeah because uh what is yeah, it uh mexico the united states confirmed. mexico said they found something uh the united states said they found something awesome yeah it's 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 an interesting time hot topic we got to talk about it yeah and uh i think after our so i think our next episode is going to be on aliens and then after that we're going to talk about uh, the moon landing. I'm actually bringing a special guest for that. Ooh, I invited her in over the summer, and eventually I got to get to it because if I don't, they're just going to lose interest, which is fair. Moon landing is going to be a fun one. Aliens yeah. and then moon landing. So uh, Yeah, I think Riddle's also going to like the moon landing episode, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Some, something tells me they'll like it. I'm not sure what, but maybe just a little bit. All righty. Let's go place by Yep. Well, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to yeah. Weird at Wicked. This has been uh, Peter with... Uh, 
Kim. Kim. Hey. Yeah. Yep. Boom, 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 boom. Yep. Thank you, folks, for listening in to Weird at Wicked. I've been your host, Peter, DJ Lightning, whatever you want to call me. And you have a wonderful day. Stay weird at Wicked, folks. <laughs>